at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. All things automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smith. <laughs> Is that what my house sounds like? Good morning. Can you, can, can, can you hear that? And yeah, you know what? do you know what I'm playing? Yeah, you're playing an Omar Stain Daisy. Uh, Omar Stain? Daisy. Daisy. So, Cape Turtle Dove. No, so, no. So my grandmother lived in a in a, in a town in a small um, town called Kluver, close to Imalafeni. Yeah. And when you used to go there, you used to have those um, 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 doves um, outside. So when I hear that, normally it reminds me of going to visit my grandmother. Ah, uh, <laughs> there we go. Nico on the couch with a cup of coffee and his binoculars as well. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm fortunate to have quite a few birds outside where I live. So, um, actually, in the morning, it's beautiful now with the you know, waking up early and hearing all the sounds of the birds chirping. is actually really quite special. Um, I'm not sure if it's because it's not raining, but it does feel as though birds are just going crazy in the morning from about half past three. Mm. I don't know if you've noticed That's that. Very early. Actually, we had some rain last night. I we hear so. In a few millimeters, I'm not sure, but just, you know, enough to at least get all the dust away and, and make the ground wet and the plants, plants, I'm sure, are quite happy. So that was actually quite cool. Oh, you are so lucky. I wish it I would just come our way as well. Okay, so you've had your cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. You're on the couch. Mm-hmm. And you are going to crack out, but let me just uh, put out our details. So anybody, if you want to ask um, Nico, our petrol head, a question. The WhatsApp number is 0614-104-107. Uh, you can also SMS us on 41391. You can also send him a question on Twitter. That uh, isn't too difficult. And that is at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFMJSB, or at Mitch Constant. And if you want to, you could just give us a call on 0860002032. Nico, what are you going to kick in with? Okay, I, I want to quickly just ask because I missed it. Um, what is the feedback with some of Betty's chocolate cake? You know, people people okay. send us pictures and feedback. I have, I, that's a good question. No one has sent us a, a, um, a picture of Tiny Betty's chocolate cake. But we, are, we have never had so many responses. In fact, even today, there are um, a couple of requests for Tiny Betty's chocolate cake. I see Evelyn Again, right, has asked for Tiny Betty's chocolate cake. <laughs> And um, on Sunday, it was absolutely insane. Poor and Tabi Singh and Indosh were just like cracking out and ensuring oh, no. that that recipe went out. I was going to go and get the, the stuff today and then I just didn't get it to in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to go and make the cake last week, but last week just kind of chaos on me. So I'm going to definitely try and do it again this week. So I will send you. But if anybody made Tiny Betty's chocolate cake, now is the time to WhatsApp us a picture. And if and you've eaten it, then you can just WhatsApp us a picture of your tummy. Your tummy. <laughs> that would be like kind of interesting. <laughs> bit so, pornographic, uh, but like anyway, all good. Okay. Um, so, so the first thing is last week, so we were busy and I didn't, but I spoke a little bit about right to repair. Um, yeah. And the thing is, what I get uh, often, and I, I've often, well, I've before struggled with the same thing, is when you're servicing the car, um, my feeling is when you have a new car, and the car, especially if it has a plan, to service at the manufacturer. There's just 
benefits of them getting the right path uh, or having it there mostly is recourse with the manufacturer itself. Um, they have high standards to the workmanship, so when the car is being serviced there, um, they would normally have to send their people on training. However, it also does happen that you might have the car for a longer time and you want to service somewhere else, or you just feel like, like you, you want to try something else. So some people um, want to service somewhere else, or you might actually know somebody that needs to be servicing there and you've been quite happy. Because um, the thing is, you get um, people that service cars that really do a great job, but you also unfortunately get people that take a chance. And if you don't know where to find, you know, if you, if you just, now I need to service my car, you try word of mouth or you might look or ask around, but it becomes difficult. So um, to, to help you, effectively, there's two, um, um, so we call them organizations that you can look to. So when somebody's servicing your car, the first one is you want to make sure that they're part of the retail motor industry organization or RMI. So if you just um, search rmi.org.za, you'll get to the website of the RMI. So the Retail Motor, uh, motor Industry Organization effectively um, has all the um, members that service cars um, has to pertain to their standard. Their highest standard is five-star. So I guess ideally you want to start with a, a five-star, uh, a, a place that services your car, because you know that um, they're going to have to, they're going to be held liable for the workmanship and the parts and if there is a dispute and you can't solve it with the, the place where you're servicing the car, you can go to the RMI um, uh, to say, listen, but I have, you know, so you have recourse with RMI because if you're an RMI member, you have to um, hold to those standards. You can also look at um, MIWA, which is the Motor Industry Workshop Association. That is MIWA.org.za. Um, and the same thing applies there. So they're an independent workshop association that looks at car repairs and electrical repairs. And if you actually go to the MIWA workshop or MIWA website, you can search for a place where you service the car. In other words, you, it, it has nice tabs to say, look for a workshop, and you can click on, I tried it now quickly, and you can click on the town where you, or, or what you want, so normal repairs or electrical repairs, and, and, and pick the town where you live or the area where you live, and they bring up a list of MIWA workshops. So again, you have recourse um, where if you have a problem when the car is being serviced, you can go and say, listen, if we can't dispute this, I'm going to have to, you know, we'll go to Miwa and, 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 and um, you know, let's resolve this. Because as an example, my cousin and his wife, um, they had a polo, I think it had 200,000 kilometers. And they required issues. But unfortunately, the guy they serviced with, every time it was a problem, they had it for a few days, the problem was back. Eventually, I think they spent like 20,000 rand. And then he started blaming them and saying they are the fault and they are the problem. And when they eventually went somewhere else, it, um, we even looked at the car and said, listen, but this guy's been hot wiring and cutting up things. Oof. The guy's been doing funny things with your car. And, and now they say, oh, but what do we do now? Because the guy's just aggressive and, you know, this is his workshop, so there's nowhere else to go. So if you now look at RMI or MIWA, you now actually have recourse to say, well, if you're part of MIWA, well, let's, then I'm going to take it a step further. So what we're saying is if you're looking for a work, workshop, go to the website. Or if you have somebody where you say, okay, uh, can I – service my car there, do you belong to these associations? Because if they don't, then you don't have recourse. And, and I think that's a question a lot of people have. When my car's being serviced, if I'm not happy or there's a quality issue, what do I do? Okay. Well, now we know the way forward on that one. Mm. All yeah. right. Uh, do we have questions? I've got a very serious question for you. Mm -hmm. So Max Mungero has tweeted, and he wants to really know, is – do you have to have your cup of coffee before you can answer anything um, on the show? 
It, it, it seems like that because, um, and that's what I thought when he said it was really serious, um, because historically when I've been somewhere else and I haven't had the coffee, I haven't been able to answer any of the questions. So it seems that there's a chemical reaction in my brain that somehow gets into gear. <laughs> and if I have not had the coffee, that chemical reaction doesn't happen, which means I am unable to answer questions. <laughs> Max, I hope you uh, got the answer you required. That chemical reaction in Nico's brain. Okay, Nico, there's a question for you. Um, what are your views on the Mahindra SUV? And uh, the person who sent it says, I travel mainly on gravel roads. So, you know what? Um, uh, we've, we've gotten a lot more choices in the motor industry or in the car industry in South Africa. We've been fortunate there where um, you have a choice of the type of vehicle you want. In other words, you can go for a luxury SUV um, and pay a, a lot of money for it with a lot of features and the manufacturer's backup. But then there are also companies like Mahindra that offer cars at, 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 a, at a much more affordable price point um, because you're now getting an, an SUV that tends to be more rugged. So the focus of a Mahindra uh, SUV won't necessarily be, um, let's say, um, all the luxury and, and, and the latest engine and gearbox, but they back that up with, you know, they've been around for a while, plus at the price point. Um, for a lot of people, they make good sense. So I'm not sure which Mahindra are you talking about. Is it the, uh, well, the only SUV is a KUV. KUV yeah. 100, um, because the other two, the Bolero and, uh, no, hang on, sorry, I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying. You haven't had and, enough coffee. Yeah, you're right. So um, I, I don't know if it's a Scorpio rather, exactly, because it, well, there's an XUV 500. But what you're getting with Mahindra is a good price point um, and good features for the money. So um, I, if there's a, my biggest thing I would say, I don't know where you live, is there a dealership close by at least to service? So that, you know, so if there's a dealership close by and you can service it when it's time for a service, then it would be a good choice because at the price point, it offers good features and good value for money. So, um, Nico, you, the mm -hmm. whole thing about, um, about the, 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 the Mahindra question that interests mm -hmm. me is the gravel road thing. Driving on gravel roads, what are some of the things we really need to think about when we do that? So, um, you know, it, um, it depends on your experience with driving on gravel roads. I, have, I remember I have some friends that live in, uh, on a farm, and I uh, went to visit there once, and I was driving with my friend's uh, wife uh, on the gravel road. She had a little, she had a, it was like, what was it, a Ford Focus. But boy, did she drive that Focus on that gravel road with gusto and, 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 and lots of confidence. Um, because she grew up on driving on a gravel road. So if you're driving on a gravel road, the surface is loose and the surface changes a lot all the time. So on a tar road, you have a certain level of grip and, and it really, really changes. The surface might change. On gravel roads, the surface is unpredictable. Um, so the surface can change. Um, around corners as well, what tends to happen is people tend to accelerate before a corner or after a corner. So because the wheels move a little bit faster than the body of the vehicle, you tend to get wheel spin, which, and that wheel spin then creates those corrugations. So that means the corrugations before or after a corner when you're driving, and if you're braking um, on the corrugations or accelerating, it could also unsettle the car. So effectively, if you're driving on gravel roads and you're not used to driving on them, you need to adjust your speed. Nico, you seem to have disappeared completely. Are you still there? consumed before any pictures were taken. Come on, Jenny. 
<laughs> oh, you heard okay, that, I'm Nico? Back. You I'm heard back. that? Yeah, I heard that. That's so, right. Okay, so Jenny's saying they consumed it before pictures were taken, but it was also great as a dessert with a blob of ice cream. Ooh. So that's from Jenny and Mark. So, uh, Jenny, I'm impressed that you made it straight away. Did anybody else make it? We'd love to hear from you. You're welcome to go for it. Nico, you just disappeared okay, into so, the dust no, road. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So effectively, on a gravel road, the surface changes all the time. So you must adjust your speed um, because you can break on the corrugations and it could unsettle the car. So the car could slide much easier. And also, it's not always smooth. Some gravel roads are smooth and then something is a bad patch. The car. So if you're driving a road you don't know and you don't have experience, rather slow down and adjust your speed accordingly than going too fast. Um, because if it's a road you don't know, the surface can quickly change, which can be dangerous. Gravel roads can sometimes go, you know, they're nice and wide, and then suddenly they go a little bit narrower. So um, it, it can be quite dangerous for some people to drive on a gravel road if they don't have experience. So adjust yeah. the speed is the biggest thing, um, according to conditions. Okay. Fantastic. Um, should one change one's tyres for gravel road driving? Sand driving, no, but, definitely, I'm sure. Yeah, the thing is, uh, you know, then the type of dri- driving, so, you know, when you're buying the Merindo SUV, um, these vehicles won't have a low-profile tyre because the low-profile tyre is going to make the ride much more uncomfortable. And, of course, a low-profile tyre is much easier to damage the, the rim, um, you know, on, on a bad surface. So, um, yeah, I think those are the things to adjust the speed. You don't have to adjust your pressures. But actually, the ABS, it's a little technical thing. ABS works slightly different on, on, on a gravel road. So some vehicles actually have off-road ABS um, to adjust for that. But otherwise, just slow down on the gravel road. Don't go too fast if you don't have experience. Okay, so Noah in Cape Town wants to know, uh, one of the reviews of the Kia Carnival, um, I understand that they have become the most sought-after SUV in the States. Um, you know what? Um, especially the cars that, that Kia are, 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 are building um, have become actually quite good in South Africa. You know, if you look at when they started now, the cars have good features. They, they have good specification. You know, a, a lot of them now have much more powerful turbo engines. So if you look at the car, uh, Carnival, um, you know, it's definitely a, a, a vehicle to consider. The Carnival is more a people carrier. In other words, it's a car that, that, that um, you know, if I look at, let's say, uh, what shall we say, like a Vito, if I can put it to you that way. In other words, um, the carnival is more where you carry bigger families or, or people in. And it's definitely if you have a large family, so, lots of kids, then the carnival would be quite to consider. So, or lots of family members that travel with you. So people are not, I mean, the car's one that you carry people with and not your, all your pets, is what you're saying. No, you can have pets as well. But what I'm saying is no, it's I'm more, it's more an eight-seater. You know? <laughs> but you can carry all your dogs in the car. Uh, in the eight-seater. Yeah, but if you do carry pets, um, some manufacturers now have something that's quite nice, which almost looks like a, a like a blanket, but it covers the whole back seat. So you can put that down and clip it in. So what happens is that um, the, the dogs don't, you know, damage your seats, and they're sort of held in place. I've even seen a patent for for a for a restraint system for a dog that clips onto the collar of the dog because what could happen in an accident is your dog is flying forward, unfortunately, yeah. which becomes dangerous for whoever's in the car. Yeah. So I've seen a, a patent for a, for a, like a seat belt for a dog almost goes around the collar, which yeah. is interesting. Okay, I've, we've got a question for you. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Nico. Good morning to Michelle and the team. Nico, please, what is the best way to jumpstart a car without causing any damage to the car? Suppose you don't even have a cable to jumpstart with a different car. Maybe people have to just push you. It's Bramoro in Bloemfontein. Hey, that's a brilliant question. Okay, do you, do you have the cable or not? So, I mean... So what happens is if you, um, if you have a manual car, um, 
you can you should be able to get the car going. So on a I would say second year. So in other words, if you, somebody's going to push the car for you, um, you you um, put the clutch in, put the car in second gear with clutch in. People push the car, and then when you're getting going and you've got enough momentum going, so you need to get some speed going. You can then drop the clutch, and that might start the car. So that would be an alternative to get the car going. Um, so uh, clutch in. If you're going to jump start it with, with jumper cables, there's actually some new, um, and I have one which is actually, this is a fabulous little thing. Um, you get this now, at, you know, in places like Midas as an example, which is a little battery pack, and it looks like um, almost, you know, when you get a cell phone, you get those extra battery packs for your cell phone. Um, and it looks like that, but it plugs right onto the car's battery itself. So this thing, you charge the wall socket, and then you plug it onto the battery of the car, and you start the car, and it works like a dream. I, the first time I've used it, I couldn't believe, and couldn't believe it. People normally can't believe it when you come up to this little thing. It's a bit bigger than a cell phone, and you start a car with it when it's charged. But if you're going to use another car, um, that surge of electricity might actually damage um, the electronics in the car, and, and that is a possible chance that you're going to make a mistake. So you need to make sure that you have the right side. So positive will go to positive, and negative will go to negative, not the other way around because you're going to fry the electronics. So. Okay. Um, um, so, yeah, so if you're doing it, then um, battery cables in the car that you're starting on both sides, on the car, on the car that's dead, um, I would say, on the, um, have it on the negative side. Uh, the positive side, normally, uh, well, I can't remember which side, but I think negative's on the body. In other words, it's normally a clip on the battery and a clip on the body. Then switch off the fan and everything on both cars. Um, and that's the way I, I would guess to start um, the, um, the vehicle. Because you must be careful of that surge of electricity could actually damage the electronics of the car. And make sure you've got the negative on the negative and the positive on the positive. Okay, we've got someone Feedback. commenting on the um, the Mahindra to to make mm-hmm. uh, to comment on the Mahindra. So let's okay. go for it. Good morning. I wanted to uh, comment on the Mahindra on a rural road. Many people around me in my area. I live on a farm in Jakobsdal. And I saw quite a few people with the Mahindra. So almost a year ago, I bought a brand new XUV 500 W10. Unfortunately, I got a dud because um, the weekend I had a problem. Um, there There was a lot of rain in our area and my engine cut out, some wire burned. And for the whole Christmas week, I didn't have a vehicle. Um, and then I've, as I said, I travel on a dirt road every day. Uh, within the year, I've had to change my brake pads three times, and I don't think it handles very well on the dirt road at all. Um, Jackie Middleton, Jacob's doll. Whoa, hey, that definitely sounds like that's a day. Sort of eh? First year. You're, I'm sorry, that's horrible. I mean, that's that's actually quite shocking. Um, you know what? The thing is, you, you have recourse with the manufactured cars when you have a warranty, and I'm sure you have it. And I don't know what Mahindra's warranty is, which at least have a minimum or a one year warranty. Yeah. So, within that, there's a certain time when you can take the car back. I forget now what's that cool down period. But within that one year um, warranty, you should take that car back any issues. Um, and, um, you know, you say, in other words, you start with a dealer. If this, if this is me, I'd, I, you know, I'd, I'd, this would be a big issue, and I'd quickly go to the manufacturer if I get problems like wires burning and issues because then I'd say, listen, this is an issue. Whether you fix this or you need to give me a new car. So the next step for me would be my Mahindra themselves because, of course, it starts with a dealership. But if the car is an issue, the dealership has to take it to Mahindra. But unfortunately, that's quite a, a, a sort of not a good review. Uh, uh, how does one get a dud? 
I know that's a really difficult question, I, I don't, but I don't, it's I a bit know. of a dad question. But, but, but I mean, if all cars are made the same, how is one a dad? In theory, they should be all made the same. But I've seen it with, with even luxury brands. Um, things can happen, and you know, there's still um, um, uh, there are still sometimes when the car just does strange things compared to five or ten other cars. Um, but there should be a certain level of workmanship, or any manufacturer has a certain level of workmanship and a certain standard. So within that standard, that tolerance might be a little bit lower in some cars, and some cars um, it's much higher. In other words, they are one or two cars that give an issue. I mean, look at this example. Someone is really quite unhappy and, you know, they, it's a new car and it's given them issues and that yeah. really should be very, you know, it should be unacceptable. But I have seen it with a lot of manufacturers where there are small, small issues that can crack, crack in or creep in rather, but it shouldn't be yeah. something like this. This is actually quite bad. I almost feel like uh, they might need uh, the right to reply to tell us why. No, you need to. Uh, you, yeah, you need to go to Marinda, um and I don't know if the car's still um, over a year old. So look at what the warranties are. But you need to now speak to Mahindra South Africa to say, you know, there's definitely an issue here. Please look at this. Okay. Well, we do. Uh, we'll go. We'll go to that in a moment. Nico, I think I sent you something this week. I don't know if you saw it. I can't even remember hmm. what it, it was about. Um, a car that was being withdrawn from South Africa. We don't have much time left. Oh. But I don't know if you remember that. Did you see it? I, I saw a different article about um, effectively were you hiring the car? Um, so, you know, was, uh, are you talking about that one? Or oh, that, oh, that was, oh, that was another story. But maybe we can mm. look to that as well. Okay, we've got, um, I think it's an audio. I'm looking at um, Kanya to see if she's nodding her head or if she's uh, somewhat. Uh, Kanya, are we? Oh, okay, cool. No, we'll leave it at that because time is totally running out. Time is not our friend today. Yeah, and um, just to say that I think it's um, Alan says, um, can you also have the chocolate cake recipe? And he did ask if Nicole, Nicole and um, Michelle could send him the chocolate cake recipe. So, I'll ask Nicole. Um, yeah, but also maybe we can get some more feedback of people that are driving there. Yeah. Let us know Guys, how you, if you have. Going. Yeah, we do want to know for sure. Nine o'clock, time for the news. Good morning.